you are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-O-I-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. On today's show, we're going to be handing out the bold predictions for this Kansas City Royals season. We're going to give you division winners. World Series, playoff previews, all of that. It's a Friday, so we'll dip into a bit of the major leagues as a whole. But before we do that, we're going to have our bold predictions episode. And let's go ahead and start off these bold predictions right with a big one. I think that Bobby Witt Jr. is going to win the Rookie of the Year award. I think that Bobby Witt Jr. is your AL Rookie of the Year. He will be up at the end of April or, or maybe even shortly thereafter. And he will come up and dominate the way that he has this entire time. And, and he'll be that rookie of the year transcendent type of talent. I think that we, we've never seen him struggle, and that's a big deal. And you always wait for the other shoe to drop, blah, blah, blah. But as long as he's off to a good start in AA and gets called up on time, I think he'll win the rookie of the year award because he's never looked overmatched. He's always looked confident. He's always looked like he belongs, never out of place. And it's a shame that he won't be on the opening day roster, but I get it with the service time. So my first bold prediction, and probably the boldest prediction, is that Bobby Witt Jr. will be the AL Rookie of the Year. Number two is not so bold, depending on how you feel about this player, but Jorge Soler will lead the majors in home runs. He's on a tear right now, hitting another home run on Thursday in Surprise, Arizona. He's back. He's hitting jacks. He's got more protection in this lineup. I think that he will hit a majors high in home runs and take back that home run crown. And along those same lines, I think Whit Merrifield is going to win the batting title. I think that Whit Merrifield is going to be the best individual hitter in the majors. He's an, he's an elite hitter already. And now he has again, more protection and, and more of a elongated lineup to really help him out individually. So I think that he will win the batting title. Let's talk about the minors again and the prospects. I think that Daniel Lynch will make his debut this year. Now, will it be in September? Will it be in July or June? Who knows? But eventually, he will make a start, at least one, for the Kansas City Royals. We'll get to watch Daniel Lynch pitch, another young arm that everyone is so excited for. And I just cannot wait to see what he can do along with all the other young, talented pitching prospects. As we continue to rapid fire through these bold predictions, this next one is that the Royals are going to win 80 games. They're going to win at least 80 games this year. They're going to finish about five games out of that second wild card spot. As you can tell, I like Solaire to bounce back. I like Witt to stay elite at the plate. And I think that this lineup can be really, really good. And if you have a rotation that can keep you with like a four ERA, something around that number, that this lineup for once can actually bail you out in that scenario and score some runs. I think this is an 81 team that misses out on the postseason, but just barely they're going to be within five games of that second wild card spot. And to go along those same lines, I think that Alberto Mondesi 
will get what I'm calling soft all-star buzz. So he's not going to be a legitimate candidate for the all-star game. But you know the, the, the baseball media members and the baseball personalities who always want to go against the grain a bit and always want to find a low-key type of, oh, look at me, I'm so smart because I'm going to say this name that no one's thinking of. They want to find that dark horse. I think Mondesi can provide that dark horse for a lot of MLB personalities to be like, oh, look, Mondesi's at an all-star level. Will he get in the game? I don't think so, but I do think that the Royals will have two all-stars, and that will be what Merrifield and Salvador Perez so if Mondi improves, if Salvi's an all-star, if Witt wins the batting title, if Jorge Soler leads the majors in homers, this is obviously going to be that 80-win ball club, so I had to throw that in, the bold projections. And I also think that Andrew Benatendi is in the right place for him. He's going to be hitting doubles. He's going to be flying around that outfield with Rusty Coons and the base passes with Rusty Coons on, uh, on board, coaching him up. He's going to be getting the gaps for the doubles, and he's slimmed down now, lost that muscle. He is going to be back to the player that we saw in Boston that first year. Uh, you know, maybe not all the way to that level, but he'll be a lot closer to that than he was to the disastrous uh, proportions that we saw him recently. I think that eventually this year, Danny Duffy or Mike Miner get moved to the bullpen, that they do not last the full 162 game schedule as starting pitchers because I think that you will call up, uh, you know, some of these young arms and you're going to want them in the rotation more so than one of these veterans who have honestly been better inside of the bullpen and been the place that they've really thrived in their careers. Another bold prediction is one that you've heard me talk about for an entire year now is that Brady Singer is going to be getting votes in the Cy Young this year. Whenever you go to his baseball reference page, it might say Cy Young 17 or whatever next to it. Like it, it, it will not be particularly close to winning the actual award, but whenever you go to his baseball reference page at the end of this year, it will say that he earned Cy Young votes this season. He'll be that good. I don't expect many downs from him. I think that he's that solid of a player. I'm interested to see the adjustments he makes from last year to this year and the adjustments that hitters make facing him from last year to this year. I think that we could see pitchers in general just being over-amped to pitch in front of crowds again to where maybe they get kind of rattled a bit or, or rocked around a bit at the start of the year. So maybe that affects something. But I do believe Brady Singer will get some Cy Young votes in the Cy Young Award voting and, and be the smart guy pick. Again, it goes back to these people who want to find their stake and their claim to fame of, oh, you, 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 you commoners going to go with Garrett Cole. I'm going with Brady Singer, and here's why. Like that kind of scenario will happen for Brady Singer, and he'll be in the Cy Young voting, uh, much like that Brewers pitcher whose name escapes me right now uh, for the Brewers last year. I do think that Hunter Dozier breaks out this year and kind of bounces back, I should say. I, I'm not sure if that's bold, though. I think that's kind of a common just a common statement to make that he's going to bounce back and be okay now that he's not dealing with COVID and all that came with that. And another bold prediction is that you're going to find another diamond in the rough. You're going to revitalize Wade Davis's career or Brad Brock's career or Irvin Santana's career. Somebody is going to get that, that Kansas City touch that just all of a sudden turns them into another good arm back to what they used to be. So I think that that is going to happen for Kansas City. And we'll see that distinction once we actually get the official opening day roster. But still, I think that that will happen, that this team would somehow find magic again inside this bullpen, which might be their best trait this year. So before we get into the postseason predictions and the division winner predictions, I do want to go ahead and cram all the Royal stuff up front. That way, nobody's waiting around to the end. 
uh, Mike Matheny said something very fascinating today, and he said that you know the reason why Kyle Isbell is still in the lineup on Thursday, March 25th, is because he's still one of the guys that they're evaluating to be on the opening day roster. And I find this peculiar because of, of the Bobby Witt Jr. effect and sending Bobby Witt Jr. down. I would love to see it. I would love to see Kyle Isbell on this team. Uh, but where are the at-bats coming from is my biggest question mark. And it's really separate from Bobby Witt Jr. Because, of course, Isbell's had more opportunities in the minor leagues and is more seasoned and developed. And I really like watching Kyle Isbell play baseball. And I would enjoy him being on this team. But where are the at-bats coming from? Uh, because unless you're going to put him in center field and bench Michael A. Taylor and Gerard Dyson, who you brought in this offseason or shift over with Merrifield to center and then put Kyle Isbell in right field. But either way, it means taking out of the lineup Michael A. Taylor and Gerard Dyson. Unless you're going to do that, there's not really a lot of bats for Kyle Isbell to have because Witt's in the lineup every single day and as is Andrew Benatendi. I mean, I guess you can move Witt down to second base and maximize that lineup to where you put Witt at second and Isbell in right. I just would be interested to see how the bats get there for Isbell because there's no real reason to ruin and, and waste that service time with Kyle Isbell if you believe in him as a long-term option, a long-term piece for five, five, six, seven, 12 at-bats uh, in the early stages of the season. So if you're going to, if you're going to put him on the opening day roster, to me, he has to be a part of your opening day plans and a part of your, your roster in terms of the lineup every single day. If he's not getting those consistent at-bats and he needs to go to double A and get at-bats and, and, and get more seasoning and eventually be called up. I do think he's close. I do think that he's knocking on the door of the big leagues I think that it's a move that we could see July, August, once you're kind of over the Michael A. Taylor and Draw Dyson experience. But for now, it seems like this team's locked into those two guys. So I'm not sure how he's actually in the conversation for the opening day roster. It could just be posturing. It could just be giving Kyle Isbell a confidence boost. But whatever it is, I would personally love to see Isbell on the roster in the opening day lineup card, whatever the case may be. But I have my hesitations about if that's legitimately uh, something that they're considering. So coming up, we're going to get into the divisional winners and the wild card playoffs, World Series, all of that fun stuff. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for other sports, news, notes, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets since free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Once again, go to betonline.ag and then put in locked on as the promo code, and you'll receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can bet on over unders, prop bets, award winners, division winners, World Series winners, game winners for all of the Major League Baseball season coming up. So be sure to get in on that. Betonline.ag. Promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski on the Radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Check them out. Uh, for all your sport needs from every single league. And it is Friday, and so this is going to be our first installment of MLB Friday. Now, we're going to skip next Friday, of course, because that's going to be reacting to opening day, and we will not have time to get to it. But every Friday, besides that, we'll talk about, in general, just baseball. Uh, Because, of course, doing this every single day, you're going to know exactly how I feel about the Royals. We'll spend the first segment, maybe even the first two segments, talking about the Royals game from the night before, if there was one, previewing the weekend series. And then we're going to get into, in the third segment, 
just general MLB news. The reason why this time it's going to be two segments is because we have a lot to get to with the division winners and the postseason winners. So right now, let's dive into the division winners for each division in Major League Baseball. So let's lead it off with the AL West. I think one of the most interesting divisions in baseball, I think that these are all pretty interesting this year. We have, we have a really good crop of divisions to, to monitor. But the reason why I find the AL West fascinating is because of the lack of the expanded playoffs to where who's going to win this division and is second place going to have enough wins to beat out the AL East and AL Central. For my money, I have Houston winning the division, Oakland coming in second, I have LA in third, Seattle in fourth, and Texas in fifth. And I think that the Rangers are going to be really bad, and they're going to be uh, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball, to where that makes this opening series next week so important for Kansas City, especially if they want to make me right on my bold prediction of 80 wins, that they have to be able to take two of three, if not all three, from Texas. Moving on to the AL East, I have the New York Yankees running away with this and being the best record in the AL. I have Tampa Bay in second, just because, you know, I am a believer that it can fall apart. Like, I think that that's true, that it could fall apart, and that eventually Tampa Bay will push their luck too far. They're going to to try this whole, let's trade away Blake Snell-type players, and, and let's just kind of retool on the fly, and we're just smarter than everybody else. Eventually, they're going to miss on these guys that you're trying to, to, to kind of play the matchup games with and exploit and, and just try to create the mismatches from the baseball economy. Eventually you're going to miss on these guys. I I don't know if it's this year though, because I don't think that Toronto's pitching is there quite yet. Their lineup is amazing. Their lineup is fun to watch. And I think that they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch this year. Toronto is, but their pitching to me is just not there yet, especially with the eights going down with an injury already in the bullpen. I have Boston as a fourth place team, but a very, very competitive fourth place team to where they're going to show signs of life and improvement to where maybe they can make their ownership group spend money and, and, and can make their ownership group go all in on this season next year in 2022. But for now, they're a fourth-place team. Baltimore in fifth, they're going to be really bad, and their record will be – I think that their record will be worse than what their team is because they're playing the AL and NL East. Like, like you're playing just two juggernaut divisions, and you already aren't that talented. So I think that the, the record could look a lot worse than it otherwise would have because of who you're actually playing uh, in the in this schedule. So that's my AL and uh, AL West and East. My AL Central will be the Minnesota Twins, Chicago White Sox, Kansas City Royals at third, Cleveland Indians at fourth, and then, of course, the Tigers at fifth. I, I think that the Elo Jimenez news where he's out for basically the entire summer, four to five months, plus the way that Minnesota has more depth than them and has more sustainability than they do uh, in Chicago, I, I think that Chicago might take some time to get used to this not having Elo Jimenez to where Minnesota runs away with this division just right out of the gate, and they go to the playoffs with that chip on their shoulder of, okay, this is now a real season. For Minnesota, it's about getting into the dance and then proving that you're worth being there because they have not been good in the postseason basically my entire life. So so they are going to win the division to me, thanks to the Euler Jimenez news, but they're going to have to prove it in the postseason. Kansas City makes that huge leap up to third. Obviously, we, we talked about this, 80 wins, blah, blah, blah. You know about Kansas City and how I feel about Kansas City. I, I think that Cleveland's clubhouse is a mess. I think that their team is a mess. And I think that much like Tampa Bay, eventually you're not going to pull pitchers out of the wazoo. And while they have good top-line guys, it's not going to be enough to, to get them to that third place. But I think that it'll be very close between Kansas City and Cleveland. I just think that Kansas City nearly edges them out. 
unless Cleveland goes all on the tank and just starts trading off pieces, trading off pieces at the deadline, which they very well could. And I think that that clubhouse has some major concerns about it. So you know my division winners. Who gets the two wildcard spots? I have Chicago traveling to take on Tampa Bay as my wildcard game in the AL. Now let's shift over to the NL and get of all the division winners in the wildcard of the NL. Then we'll go back to the playoff picture as a whole. So in the NL, I have the Dodgers in the West winning that division over the Padres. A very close, a very fun, fun, fun uh, rivalry going to start brewing there to where I think that this can be like a six, seven game separation at most for the for the division win uh, in the NL West. So I have LA and then I have San Diego and then I have San Francisco at third. I like what they're starting to do in San Francisco. I have Arizona in fourth and then Colorado in fifth. Again, Colorado, one of the worst teams in baseball and it's going to show out this year. NL Central, I have the St. Louis Cardinals running away with this division. I mean, running away with it, winning it by seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games uh, in the NL Central. The Brewers, number two, the Reds, three, Cubs, four, Pirates, five. One of the worst divisions in baseball will be the NL Central, and I think that it's the Cardinals to lose. I think that injuries or just guys underperforming is the only thing that can help, uh, that, that can hurt them and can uh, force them to not win this division. I, I really don't see that much of a pathway for them not to win this division. The NL East, I have the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nationals, Marlins. I like the moves Philly has made, and I got that third place now ahead of the Washington Nationals. I'm not in love with that Nationals lineup, especially with the defensive side of baseball. And then with the Mets, I think that the Mets can have a fun, fun, fun summer. And I think that they're going to be a fun team to watch. I personally really like watching the Mets play just because I like their broadcast. I like SNY a lot. And so I think that they're going to be really competitive and good. But I I just cannot do it and put them above the Braves until I see it, right? I think on paper they have a legitimate, legitimate chance to where if you put, if you personally put the Mets number one, I would not for one minute begrudge you. But I personally just have to go with what I know. And I know that the Braves are going to be good. Now, who makes the playoffs in the NL? Because we know my division winners are the Braves, Cardinals, and Dodgers. Who makes the wild card? Obviously, Padres are locked, and the Padres are hosting this wild card game. The New York Mets return to the postseason and they go to San Diego and they have a a fun, a fun one-game wild card against San Diego. Are you kidding me? Imagine the arms that can go in that game and the lineups potential between these two. I mean, you have Alonzo and you have uh, you have uh, Francisco Lindor and then you have over here, you have Machado and Tatis and it's just going to be so much fun if this actually does happen. And by October, that San Diego ballpark should be packed and we'll have some really fun baseball, and, and that, I think, will be the wildcard game. Like, we all know that usually and typically there's one amazing wildcard game and then one just like, ah, okay, it's a wildcard game. The NL one's going to be amazing. I mean, the Padres and the Mets, are you kidding me? So coming up, who's going to win the ALDS Central and World Series? Same thing with the NL side. Who's going to get that ultimate trophy in the World Series? We'll talk about that coming up as well as conclude this week of Lockdown Rose, which is the last week without regular season baseball. Next week, we have regular season baseball. Are you kidding me? We have so much more to get to, and I'll preview that coming up as well. Now, I do want to tell you about good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order, and it is March, it is March Madness, and it is Built Bar March Madness. There has been amazing matchups all throughout the week, and it is no different as today we see Cookie Dough Chunk against Birthday Cake. And, oh, this is a tough one. I mean, this is really tough. These are two of my personal favorites. I have to go with Cookie Dough Chunk 
But birthday cake, that's a tough one to swallow. And this is like whenever you have two blue bloods going at it and you just you don't know who to pick. You just can't figure out who to pick. You know, that that is tough. I wouldn't begrudge anyone for going either way on that. But that's Built Bar March Madness. Vote for it. BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Built Bar is truly incredible. I, I have them. Every day is a meal replacement for breakfast and it's, it's easy, quick on the go. It's very filling, very good. Try them out today. Billboard.com, locked 15, 15% off your next order. And we're back on the Locked On Rose Podcast and Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at the Locked On MLB Podcast, because right now we're having our incredible, incredible series where it's the Locked On MLB Divisional Preview Series. It continues on Locked On MLB right now, today. Every single episode from now until the 31st is brand new, and it features in-depth looks at each and every division and each and every team within the division. It's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB podcast wherever else you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. Listen, the AL Central is already up there, so get more locked into the AL Central on Locked On MLB. So who's going to win the World Series? Let's figure this out together, and let's go with... The AL playoffs first. Now, number one, I have the Rays beating the White Sox to advance to the ALDS against the New York Yankees, to where I have the Yankees running away with that series and sweeping that series against Tampa Bay. I have the Astros and Twins going at it. The Astros win that series, setting up an ALCS of the Astros and the Yankees. I think that the Twins, you just can't trust them in the playoffs, and you maybe never will be able to trust them in the playoffs. And I think that the Astros are really good, and, and they're – uh, a, a veteran team at this point that's been there, done that, and, and is not going to be phased by anything in the postseason. So I, I have the Yankees and Astros, and the Yankees do win this game and do win this series, I should say, to avenge the sign-stealing scandal. And that would might have been the most highly rated ALCS of all time if it is the Yankees and the Astros again after what happened a couple of years ago. Now on the NL side, I have the Dodgers winning the NLDS over the Padres in five games in what will be a very fun series after the Padres beat the Mets in the in the NL wild card. I have the Braves losing to the Cardinals in a bit of an upset, and the Dodgers beating the Cardinals in the, in the NLCS to set up a Yankees and Dodgers World Series, to which I have, in a surprise, the Yankees winning the World Series and topping over the Dodgers, who are the best team on paper in baseball, who is the best team, one of the best teams we're ever, ever going to see in baseball history, but this is a lot of games to be playing. This is a lot of time to be playing deep into the postseason. And eventually, the best team does not always win. I think that the Yankees are right there, and they're really good if they can figure out that rotation. And I think that they might make moves at the deadline to help figure out that rotation to where they're going to win this division and win this AL and win this World Series. Let me know your picks on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. We'll be back next week for five more shows, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Listen, next week we have over-unders. We have Royal season previews. We have a opening day series preview. We still have a crossover with the White Sox, uh, folks. We have the, the opening day recap. We have everything coming up to you next week. Roster breakdown, everything coming up next week. So subscribe right now. Stay locked in to Locked on Royals. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.